If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right. Consenting, yes. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I am your host, Dom Fisher, and today I have with me an actor, a writer, and a director. You know him from films such as Cheap Thrills, The Innkeepers, Compliance, and more recently, Run, The Pell Door, and the hit series, Them. Here to talk about his new film, We Need to Do Something, please welcome the one and only Pat Healy. Thank you. Nice to be here, Dom. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I mean, this film. <laughs> Your face says it all. Yeah, I mean, I, like, okay, so I'll, I'll give everyone a quick rundown. Seeking shelter from a storm, a family finds itself trapped for days with no sign of rescue and untold evils lurking just beyond the walls. So it's vague, and I, I like that it's vague because this is a film that it's, as I was trying to gather questions and how to figure out how to talk about, it, it's very hard to talk about without possibly spoiling something because of the subject yeah. matter and, and whatnot. Um, so uh, first off, let's kind of go into your character, Robert. Uh, tell us a little bit about your character. So yeah, it's a, about a sur suburban family trapped in their bathroom during the storm, but there's some sort of strange you know, maybe otherworldly or supernatural things going out outside. And, you know, as the movie sort of goes on, maybe we're, we're start to figure out maybe what that might be. Uh, Robert is the father, um, married, two kids, a teenage daughter and a younger son. And uh, he's an alcoholic. And uh, he has some booze with him going in, but then slowly starts to withdraw. And um, they're in there for quite a bit of time we actually kind of lose track of time in there so we don't really know how long it is but um yeah and it gets bad and and uh, uh as you might imagine uh an alcoholic withdrawing while also going through sort of family difficulties there's a, there's a lot going wrong with the family dynamics and um his loss of control or maybe his inability to ever have control in the first place or be terribly assertive and a kind of uh, apocalyptic end of the world. Well, who cares anyway? Because nothing matters anymore. And he just kind of lets it all hang out. And uh, it's not not pretty. Uh, I, I guess that about sums it up. So how do you how do you prepare for a character like this? Because you know, I assume it's a little hard to get ready for a character that you know is you know, essentially might be the bad guy. I mean, he's relatable in a sense because the setting, yeah. you know, I would be very short myself at some point with questions yeah. like, I don't know how to do this, this, open this door or break down this wall. I'm just, I'm a person. Um, so how do you prepare for, to become like, I mean, essentially like a, kind of an asshole, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I guess if there's an antagonist in the movie, it's him. Um, it wasn't 
that far reach in terms of, uh, we were shooting in September and October of last year. So there were, the election hadn't happened yet and there were no vaccines yet. So we were all in this place of like, we were all always able to say, I was always able to say, and I remember talking to Vanessa Shaw about this, everything's gonna be okay at any point in life. And it was the first time where I don't know if we could say that. Like, I don't know if everything's gonna be okay. And this movie was sort of about that. So the anxiety of that, sort of sometimes you just meet a, and this was written with, you know, sort of as an allegory for COVID. So um, sometimes you just hit the right part at the right time. I think that my approach to it, it is, you know, like your reaction to the movie, you know, the, the face that you made at the beginning, the movie's really bananas. And people shouldn't think that um, because it's about this sort of dire circumstance that it isn't fun. It's really fun and crazy and in the ways that a lot of, you know, crazy horror movies. I think about like the Italian horror movies, like the Lucio Fulci movies and Deodato and, and, and people like that. It's really out there. And, and then, you know, sort of like, has sort of like the David Cronenberg sensibility too. This is the more serious stuff, but um, yeah, I think that the the rage and the anger that I have is just something that, fortunately or unfortunately for me, I've always had, and I've had many years of therapy to deal with it. But the best therapy is acting because I can um, let all that stuff outside of myself in a safe environment where no one's going to get hurt and no one's going to, you know. Um, take it personally and so I guess I connect to that I always want to make I always want to humanize whatever these you know villains or marginal characters are I think that's one of my interests I think you, you talked about them earlier and that was almost impossible if not completely impossible to do um, I suppose I connected with the rage about being uh, um, jealous of other people being better looking or having better money or better jobs or better nicer cars or better looking wives or houses and things like that. You know, we all have some of that. Um, the racial component of that was just explosive and I wasn't, I, I didn't enjoy doing it. And I, I, um, I haven't enjoyed a lot of the feedback I've gotten from it because people have taken it very personally and, um, some people don't know the difference between TV and real life. And that's a problem in and of itself. Uh, I don't think anybody enjoys getting angry or feeling hatred. I mean, I think it feels bad, but I think in this case, it's very cathartic. I mean, something like this or something like cheap thrills, like getting outside of yourself and knowing that no one's actually getting hurt uh, in the process and you're you know, sort of free to let it all go is, is very cathartic for me. Yeah, it's funny you bring up them because I was going to say like your performance in this in this film is phenomenal. Like you have this this thing you do with your eye. You, you tell a lot of the story with your face. And there's a yeah. scene that, you know, I won't spoil it because in the in the trailer, but with uh, the mouthwash and that <laughs> image like stuck with me is like this, this downward spiral starting to happen. And the same with like them, like you were, you did so well that like I remember like, me and Pat gonna fight, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, Pat. Like, I know it's not you, but like, you did so well. Yeah, no. I, look, I get, 
you know, you're much nicer about it than some people are. I mean, people straight up, I never got hate mail like that. I mean, it's disturbing, but you know. I mean, you didn't I write it. I mean, somebody has to portray these characters to tell a story, and I completely yeah. understand that. Um, and yeah, I don't know why people, there's a weird, uh, people can't dissociate facts from yeah. <laughs> now more than ever, now more than ever, you know, like the, the line between media and and real life is is so thin and uh, people get confused especially online they get really confused yeah. about what's real and what isn't you know? so how was it um not only shooting during like kind of the i guess middle of the pandemic where we're kind yeah. of to you know a possible end but also this this story and this this film is so um claustrophobic and there's a heightened intensity how is it shooting with like such a uh, a tight-knit cast and also in the confined space it was great i mean we you don't you rarely get the luxury of rehearsal on movies so we did a week of rehearsal i think that was really smart that that sean grady uh sean grady did that um and so we got to know each other really well and um Doctors take field of greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take field of greens. The fruits and vegetables in field of greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And field of greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code health at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code health at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, once we got into that room, you know, there was, you know, we were all comfortable with each other. Um, I think, you know, like I told you that the, the anxiety about what was coming next certainly fueled all of us. And then we had a couple of positive tests. I think the first day we shot after we finished, there were two positive tests. And so we had to shut down for another week and then start up a week later, long enough for everybody to get three negative tests or something like that. So it was, you know, and then everyone had to move into the hotel that was right across the lot from where the stage was. And we were all very tight knit, you know, and it was very much about like, there's something really great about, you know, certainly not great about the COVID situation, but there's something really great about there's a job you're there to do and there are no distractions and you can't go out and you right. can't have these other relationships and, and things. You just go from the hotel and to, to, to set and back. That really makes you super myopic and focused on it. So I really love doing it. I, I love working that way. And it's a tight schedule, but uh, there's a lot to, to do during that time. But in a way, it's good for me because of that great expelling of energy. You know, I'm pretty burnt after the end of something like that. So it's better to do in like a concentrated month and try and stretch that out over three or four or five months. I mean, a work movie I'm working on now, I've been here for four months and I'll be here another month. And I can't imagine, you know, keeping that up for, for that kind of thing up, like for five months. I mean, whatever Leo DiCaprio is having to do here for five months is like, uh, I don't know, that's gotta be pretty tough. Keep up that kind of energy. Yeah, that's that definitely long. a long time. Um, so, I'm a big horror fan, and there's not very many things that shock or surprise me, but there is, a, there's, there's one in particular, there's a few moments, but there's one in particular yeah. moment that caught me off guard, and I was like, 
You're not alone. <laughs> it seems, seems everybody, whether they like this movie or not, uh, can agree that that is, uh, has scared the crap out of them. Yeah, um, and so I don't know, did you know going into it, like when you're shooting that scene that that was gonna happen? And is there anything that in this film or other films that kind of uh, scares you more than you thought it would? I knew what was gonna happen because it was in the script, but what they didn't tell us is that they played the actual sound really loud and I think moved the set and stuff too. They legitimately scared us. It was just, that was pretty shocking and surprising. Um, I I can handle just about anything, but I just don't. I don't like the jump scares, man. I just, I mean, I you know, if it's a good movie, I like them and I appreciate that they were there and got my heart moving. But especially in a theater, man, I I just can't take it. Yeah, so I, just, I we used to call them pop outs when we were kids. Like, there's a lot of pop outs in it. You know, it's like. Even if it's just like turns out to be the cat or whatever, it's just like, oh man. And the older you get, it's like I don't, I can't go to amusement parks and ride roller coasters anymore. My body just can't take it. And I kind of feel the same way about the jump scares. I'm just like, I can't be putting myself through this, you know, too old now, man. <laughs> My heart's going to give out. Yeah, I try to, I'm luckily enough that. You know, I got to uh, view this at home, so like no one's gonna see me. Jump. I don't have to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, you know protect my rep. I mean, like, no, nah, I wasn't. I didn't jump. It was that was the other guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, had the we had the premiere outdoors at Tribeca, in New York, in a park in Brooklyn. It was everybody, and then I've read uh, all of these things online. You know, it's just like people might write a review and say they hate the movie, but they talk about that and how scary it is and effective it is so um, now everyone who's listening to this has to see it just to see what that is right we've done a good tease yeah especially since you know people that know me know that i'm not a person that scares and you know so something kind of got me a little bit more than i'd like to admit <laughs> i gotta see that part um i'd love to see a camera on you <laughs> i'd love to see what that looks like <laughs> um so with the story which is crazy that the, the turnaround was so quick that the book or the novella dropped last year in May, and then you guys yeah. filming so quickly um, is and with the story being such like ambiguous, like or what you can kind of take away from it, or what you think it overarching story might be about. What did you take away from the the message or the possible conclusion of the movie? I mean, I think what you can take away from it is what not to do. I mean, like if you're in a situation and you don't know how things are gonna turn out, even if they, like we've kind of seen the worst of humanity and the best of humanity during this crisis over the last year and a half. And I think, I think the way to go is to hope for the best, expect the worst, but hope for the best. Cause I think there's something about a collective energy that does you know, help us lift us out of these things. And I think if you give into the, you know, my character, just doesn't think anything matters anymore because of the situation they're in and then the circumstances of his life at that point. And then you put um, withdrawal from alcohol uh, on, on top of that. And it's like, I, I, I couldn't go in that direction. I have to believe, I have to believe always that things are gonna get better. And, and it's been my life experience with the exception of that small window in that time during COVID that 
things get bad, things are good, they get bad, they get better again, may take a while, and they are always better than they were before they got bad. So I hope that people see this and sort of see like a cautionary tale about how, how, how not to be and what, what, what way not to go. Maybe Sean and Max and some of the actors feel differently than I do, but I'm a Pollyanna-ish uh, cockeyed optimist, I think, ultimately deep down. I'm the same way. <laughs> I always kind of have instead of like, whatever the situation is, it could always be worse. So I'm going to try to find the silver lining in a situation and just try to trudge forward as much as possible. Yeah. Hey guys, I mean, we're going to have to wrap soon. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No problem. I just was going to finish it off by saying. No, no, finish it off. The, Go for it. Yeah. What is the benefit of thinking that everything's terrible, right? I mean, will it, will it, make things better for you? No, it just will make things worse. So like, you might as well, I mean, it certainly doesn't help, I guess is what I'm saying, you know? Right, right. Uh, so my last question um, is, a little, is a funner one. That's a more fun one. Uh, if you were a cartoon character, what would your everyday outfit be? Oh, well, I just like the fact that Porky Pig doesn't wear pants and no one says anything about it. So that would be good. He's got a jacket and a tie, but no pants. How does that make any sense? <laughs> but I would like to try and get away with that. For sure. I, know. Um, I don't want to talk get into what that would look like, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I appreciate the time. Everyone, please um, check out. Uh, we need, uh, I can't even think of the title now. You um, got it. <laughs> we need to do something. We need to do something. Yes, uh, my bad. And. It stars not only Pat, but Sierra McCormick, Lissette Alexis, Vanessa Shaw, and John James Cronin. Um, it'll be out in theaters and VOD September 3rd. And lastly, where can people find you on social media? Uh, Twitter, Pat underscore Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. I'm the Pat Healy on Instagram. I think that's right. Yeah. Come I find me. <laughs> Um, again, I uh, appreciate the time. Uh, I enjoyed Thanks. the film. I hope everybody else does. Whoever didn't, watch it again because I think you missed something. Um, yeah, exactly. So they uh, need to do something. They need to watch this again. <laughs> so um, again, appreciate the time, and uh, until next time. Okay, man. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Peace.